Welcome to this episode of Raising Teens Up podcast. And our guests today are Sarah Long and Catherine Hill. Great to have uh, you with us and, and welcome also uh, to you. And Sarah and Catherine, we've got a letter from a mum to consider uh, today. I'm at my wit's end. It seems my 15-year-old daughter has just become fashion conscious and decided to wear her school skirt very short by rolling it up several times. I've noticed at the weekend she's begun to wear her clothes in what I would describe as a provocative style. When I challenge her, she says, I'm old-fashioned, this is what everybody is wearing. But with regard to her school skirt, she tells me if she doesn't roll it up, she'll get bullied. Catherine, do you have any uh, sympathy with this mum and <laughs> what she's going through? I so do. Uh, I really do sympathise. You know, with our daughter, I remember having those kind of issues, you know, skirt being rolled up and not the right kind of shoes and all that kind of thing. So, but there's, there's a lot going on there, isn't there? There's the mum... Uh, you know, worrying about what the child looks like for whatever reason. Um, she mentions that she thinks she might be dressing a bit provocatively. Um, but also there's that question of, of bullying, which, uh, you know, is important to, to think about. And then finally, maybe um, that mum is thinking a little bit more about what other parents are thinking about how she's letting her child dress than, than about her relationship with her daughter. So, so much going on, but I, I really do sympathise. Now, Sarah, you're a little bit near the, the daughter's age than Catherine and myself, but do you have some sympathy with her? Yeah, of course I do. I was I was a skirt roller for a period really? of time. Yeah, not too <laughs> short, but, um, you know, the skirt was a bit long. It didn't look good. If you rolled it a couple of times, it was more flattering. Um, and so I think a lot of young people um, are having to negotiate school uniform and the fact that it's not really made to enhance um, your figure alongside a period of life where they're trying to figure out what does it mean for me to be attractive? How do I fit in? Um, do people um, find me find me interesting and attractive? All of those questions. And you've got those two things happening at once. And then you, you've got the dynamic at home with a parent who wants to keep um, a child safe, wants them to dress appropriately, wants them to give a good impression, but then a child whose priorities might be slightly different as well. Um, so I think it's a big challenge and really common, really common. Tell me if you think this is right. I can imagine that this girl on weekends wants to be fashion conscious, but I think the school skirt thing is much more wanting to be part of a group. She just yeah. doesn't want to, she doesn't want a skirt down to her ankles if her mates have got them above, you know, above her knees. That, that must be. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a real challenge. Um, to fit in so um there was a school recently that um massively enforced its uniform code and they had young people coming up to them and saying thank you so much for being so hard on this because when we started this school and we were wearing appropriate uniform we got p picked on for yeah. not fitting in with how everyone else looked so actually um how you look in school is a big deal and it can be a really difficult dynamic for a young person to navigate so if this girl is in a context where all of the rest of the girls are rolling up their skirts um, fitting in really, really matters when you're a young person. And so um, there's a big dynamic there happening that is much, um, much more complex than just wanting to look provocative, which may not be anywhere near what she's thinking. It might purely be about fitting in um, instead. Catherine, a moment ago you mentioned that this mum might be looking over her shoulder, wondering what other people are making of her parenting. Talk to us a bit more about that. Well, there's one occasion I remember really clearly, and uh, our daughter was about 15, and she'd asked me if she could have her nose pierced, and uh, for whatever reason, I said no. Uh, but actually, quite out of character, she went off and uh, she had it done. She was with a friend, 
and uh, they, they came back. We were at home and it was a, a family party. They walked in, they were wearing these new lime bright green sweatshirts and uh, it was a real statement, walked into the room and I saw, I saw this nose piercing. And I said, is that real? And she said, yes. And I said, take it out. And she said, no. And I was stuck. And I realized then um, that I had got that very wrong. But also my reason for telling her to take it out and for being cross, um, or partly I told her not to do it, but the real reason was I was worrying about what other parents thought about, about that decision. And I guess this is going on a bit for this, this mum as well, with the kind of clothes maybe that her daughter's choosing choosing to wear God, so it's normal scary. but it's hard as you told the story like it's like it's like a horror movie isn't it because we've all been there well certainly i've been there where you just pick this battle and you know the second you've picked it you know you probably shouldn't have yeah. you know one dad said to me he said i said to my son the kid came home with his hair dyed pink and he said you will never live under this roof while you've got pink hair and he said suddenly the kid was about 16 i think 17 and he said i heard the door slam and he said, I almost lost my child over some silly pink hair. And, and, and that's the balance in it all, isn't it? You know, we've got the right, haven't we? To t we've got the duty, actually, yeah. uh, to tell our children what we think. But it's a balance, isn't it? Yeah, and in this case, it's really interesting that actually that it's a clash between two people trying to fit into two different social contexts. Mm. So a parent who might be quite worried about what their peer group thinks about what their daughter is doing, and then a daughter who's quite worried about what her peer group thinks of what she's wearing. And, yeah. and the, one of the difficulties is that the two set of expectations the two needs don't meet, they clash. Yeah. Um, and I think for a parent, um, at least being able to internally acknowledge that that might be going on for you is really important. That doesn't mean that it's wrong, it doesn't mean that your decision should change, but uh, actually realising that that dy dynamic is playing out within yeah. you can help you empathise with your child and the way that they are feeling pressurised to make certain decisions yeah. perhaps particularly if there's some pressure around um, girls being mean or being bullied around what they wear. Um, it gives you a fresh perspective on what might be happening um, for your daughter when she's, when she's rolling her skirt up, perhaps. So let's stay with you for a moment. How worried would you be about the bullying comment? It, it's one of those things that it could be a throwaway comment, kind of a bit of um, exaggerated language around um, some of the girls are just a little bit catty. Um, it might be one of those things, but I would never, never count on that as a parent. If your child mentions bullying, if they drop that into a conversation, it's a moment to just clock it and think that's something I need to kind of open up and keep talking about. Because actually we know statistically that a lot of young people experience bullying at some point. Um, so there's a certain normal fact of life but actually it has a huge impact on young people's well-being and this might be the first time that that their daughter has dared to drop into a conversation that actually that's something that's going on underneath the surface um, and you just don't want to miss it do you you don't want to miss that little hint that little call for help or even the chance simply just to begin uh, talking about it yeah Catherine, you know the, the fashion thing on the weekend we, we understand that but do you think the rolling up the skirt thing has got a lot more to do with just wanting to be part of that of that peer group, this desperate need to belong? I think it is. I mean, I think, you know, we all, as we've said, we all want to belong. We want to fit in. Mm. And, uh, and particularly maybe if she's not feeling great about herself, maybe she's feeling a bit insecure, actually that's a way that she can do something and take a bit of control and, you know, be able then to fit in, to be like, to be like other people. So, Definitely, I but think. But what it's do you do about it as a mum, as a dad? You know, you, you you understand they want to fit in. You think their skirts are too short. 
Yeah, and I think realising, isn't it, that this probably isn't about the skirt, actually. This is about a lot of other stuff. And as a parent, just trying to be there and to have those little conversations uh, about the things, about identity, about self-esteem, and just dropping them in um, along the way. Um, Well, I heard of one mum, actually, who had this exact situation and uh, she took her daughter out they went out shopping together and they managed I don't know how they did because my attempts at doing this sort of thing were never this successful but they did manage to find a skirt that they were both happy with um, that was a lot shorter than the 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 skirt she'd had before that the school were okay with as well so in that situation that was a really good win-win but that is not always possible Um, so I think you know we've talked a bit about this girl wanting to find her identity and just maybe thinking about the different ways that we can we can help our children, our, our young people do that. Yeah. yeah. So looking at ways of building confidence that aren't just about telling uh, your daughter that she's beautiful, but actually um, is she involved in team sports, in in drama and activities? Where where does she do things that she's good at and can grow in confidence mm-hmm. in her abilities as well as her appearance? Mm-hmm. Um, so the Girl Guides did a survey and they found of young women, um, 42% of young women said the hardest part of being a young woman was um, the pressure on their appearance, the pressure to look good. And I think as parents, we can um, you can meet that head on by engaging with that, but you can also create space where, where young people are valued for the whole of their being, for more than just their appearance, and where they can grow in confidence in their other abilities, um, so that when they walk into these contexts where they maybe don't look the same as other people, they've got a bank of things behind them that says, do you know what, I know I'm really good at football, I know I'm a great team player, I know there's a space where I really fit in. So that, that kind of armour that takes them through some of those challenges. You know, Catherine, this mum says she's worried. She's worried about her daughter going out on a Saturday night or a Sunday night dressing in what she describes as a provocative fashion. And that's understandable, isn't it? You, you understand that as a mum? Right? I so do. I mean, we've got to be so careful about this. But I think as, as a parent, it's normal uh, to feel like that. Normal to be concerned um, at the image, maybe, that our children might not realise that they're, yeah. they're portraying. And it's not just girls, it's guys as well. Um, so I think, yeah, it's completely understandable. What, your boys were... <laughs> well, no, in terms of... I remember when ours were younger, the fashion was not to wear a belt and you'd oh, have yeah. your trousers <laughs> half around your bum and... <laughs> You know, um, and no, I never right. thought that was the great look, but no. they liked it. So yeah. No, you're, no, you're right. So what do you, did you what do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, there's no universal standard for provocative. What's provocative in one culture is not in another, and in one generation is not in another. So we can't we can't make too many too many assumptions about it. But what we can talk to our kids about is the fact that all our clothes communicate something. Yeah. Um, they might communicate that we're professional, that we are fashionable, that we're fun, that we're arty. Um, and actually helping our kids to reflect on what do they want to communicate in their clothes? Um, what makes them feel good? Yeah. Saying to our daughters, um, that outfit, what is it about it for you that makes you feel really good? And when they say, well, it makes my legs look great, that's great if they can name aspects of themselves that they feel like this enhances and makes them feel good. Um, But there's also space for saying, well, what do you think other people will see when they they see you in that? Um, And it might be that they say, actually, I think some people might might judge me a little bit. Um, And the conversation there is, well, okay, okay, 
how do you feel about that? What would you like to do about that? What decisions um, do you want to make about that? Because um, ultimately, we want our young people to be able to make positive decisions based on what they want to communicate and um, choose their clothes based on what they think communicates well. It's got to be informed. But rather than us telling them what to wear and then not being allowed to wear things just because we've told them to, sooner or later, they're going to be making their own fashion choices. Let's help them do it well. Brilliant. But you know what, I do think that, that parents almost have a right and a duty to quite often say what, they, say what they feel. They might get it wrong, they might, you know, there's one thing worse than having your mum and dad always on your back, and that's having nobody on your back. And as long as a kid believes that they are loved, that they're accepted, that sometimes, even if we get it a bit wrong, even if they think we're a bit fuddy-duddy, you know, we've got a right to... I always remember, it was a girl, she was living rough on the streets of London, she was about 15, and she looked up and she said, you know, my dad wanted me in at 9.30 at night on a school night, I hated him for it. And then she said this, I wish somebody cared what time I came in. And I think this girl will survive with her mum having a little goat over her skirt, or even of this, as long as she knows that she is loved and accepted, and, and together they'll, they'll, they'll get through it. Mm. You know, she started her letter to us with this phrase, I'm at my wit's end. And wit's end is a lonely place to be, isn't it? And that's why we have the podcast that you and I, that Sarah and Catherine may know in this great task of either parenting or working with young people, we're not alone, we're getting through it together. Thanks for being with us uh, uh, for this uh, episode of Raising Teens. Thanks to Sarah, thanks to Catherine, and we hope to see you again soon. You have been listening to the Raising Teens podcast. For further information about our courses, resources and events, visit us at carefortheFamily.org.uk.